0: Uh, This is What's it called again The show that doesn't take callers And this is David And
1: This is your boy Mike Yeah
0: Alright so um, Mike the other day you asked me about um, Kick returns in football And how the rule The rule got changed in 2018 Where um, I believe it's Kick off 15 less yards than before right Is that right?
1: moves from the
0: the 35 to the 30. The 35 to the 30? Okay. Alright, so... Or the 30 to
1: the 35, whichever way I might
0: be saying that wrong. Yeah, okay. So, basically, the rule ensured that there's less returns of kickoffs because it's better for concussion protocols and it's, it's safer because of high collision impacts on uh, special teams that happened on kickoffs. Um, and you asked me a question of like, do I think that the Desmond Howards and the uh, Devin Hester's and also Tim Brown, uh, some of the great kickoff returners of the past, like if they would uh, do better now versus before, and my 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 initial response was no. Um, well, my, actually, my, my initial response was yeah I think they would do better um, The only thing is I really couldn't find any stats on it I don't know if you were able to But I the closest thing I came to was uh, Cordero Patterson Who had 8 kickoff returns for touchdowns In the past Wait, I forgot I think I texted to you I think it was 8 returns for touchdowns In the past 2 years um, Versus Devin Hester who had 20 Over his whole career and, um, to me, that was a pretty like telltale sign of, I don't know Cordero's, uh, I don't know his combine, uh, results. And Hold I also, on, say
2: those stats again for the, say those, say that stat again.
0: One second. <laughs> Let me look it up because I texted to you. Um, yeah, I said the same thing. I'm like, I had to double check it to make sure it was accurate, but, um Oh,
1: it's accurate. Yeah. Say it again for the people.
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, Cordero Patterson had eight kickoff returns for touchdowns in two years, and Devin Hester had twenty touchdowns returns in his whole career. So, if unless and yeah, and Devin Hester is one of the best punt return and kick returners I've seen. Um, But Cordero Patterson, like I said, in two years, two years he had eight touchdowns. Uh, So that kind of I don't know the stats for the whole NFL. And I'm also not. I don't really watch the Chicago Bears a lot, um, so I don't know what their special teams is like. If they have a really good special teams, um, but a stat like that kind of tells me that if you were if you're a good kick returner right now, the short and fill might be better for you. Um, uh, just because, at least my take. I've never had to return a kickoff, but I feel like if you look at kickoff returns in the past you see a lot of like two and three level like breakdowns where they have to you have to shake one level of defenders and then shake another level and then try to get past that kicker or that dude that just like kind of sits back and plays that you know safe zone where now with the short and failed I feel as if after you break that first or maybe second person there's really not left and you know you don't really got to worry about anything because the kicker's not going to catch you um but what is like? What's your opinion on it? How do you feel about the the shorter field? So,
1: at, so at first I was I was in favor of. Well, I was saying that I didn't believe that Devin Hester would be a, a Hall of Famer
2: mm-hmm.
1: if he played in today's game because there are more. Mm-hmm. Um, which I. I there's you know there's a stat out there um that basically says that's basically showing like the amount of touchbacks um basically with, since like ninety five or something like that and I thought that the touchback number was going to jump like dramatically
2: yeah
1: when that you know when that uh Rule or whatever was not stated? I was expecting for it to, you know, the touchbacks to be like an alarming number, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: And it wasn't, bro. You know, mm-hmm. it jumped a few, mm-hmm. but it wasn't nothing dramatic. Okay. So then I started thinking, like, okay.
0: Oh. So that's I'm, I don't mean to cut you off, but that's why you yeah. sent me that. That's why you sent that to me because at first when I got it, I'm like, what is. This? I get I, I get what you were doing now at first. I didn't really understand. I'm like, why do we why are we looking at touchbacks? But I get what you mean. If the touchbacks don't really go down, then what's the all right, go ahead, my fault. Yeah,
1: so exactly. So if the touchbacks aren't happening Well, if the touchbacks are happening, but they were happening already previously. Um and like I said, not too in you know, it's not an alarming differential. Like it might be it might have been uh fifty percent 50% of kick, kickoffs were touchbacks, and then now it's, you know, maybe 60% or yeah. 58% or something like that. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? It, it's nothing that, that would make me think that anyone's stats would really be uh, altered from it. Okay. I guess that, that, you know, is the best way to put it. Yeah. So with you just saying, the stat that you just gave with Cordell Patterson returning eight touchdowns within the last two seasons, right? Yeah. Devin Hester returned 20, you said 20 touchdowns over his whole career?
2: Yeah, over
0: his career. And the thing with Devin Hester is um, I'm not sure if that was kickoff and punt returns. I think it was just kickoffs. Mm-hmm. I think it was just kickoffs. I don't know. If, if it was kickoffs and punt returns, then that number is even crazier. But from what I saw, I think it was, cause I think it was 20 kickoff returns for uh, touchdowns. I, I don't think it had anything to do with punt returns.
1: So I mean, either way, it it, it feeds into what we're what we saying, though. It's like, well, yeah, it feeds into what we're saying. But with Devin has to have a twenty over over career, bro, and Cordell having eight in two seasons, yeah, is like. And I know what a, what like, you know. What is a question for me is I'm I'm wondering now, like, what does Cordell have for his career right now? You know, because Cord- if he has Eight Cord- within the last two years, yeah, I wonder what he's done. You know, previously, or oh, so, Bar-
0: Cordero Patterson, yeah. What do you mean?
1: How many kickoff returns does he have in total for
0: his career? Oh no, I think he's um, I'm pretty sure this is only it was only his. Uh, I think I'm. I want to say he's only been in the league now for like three years, maybe. So, I think this is—he's—he's a, he's a relatively new player.
1: Nah, Cordell Patterson.
0: I think he is. I don't know. Is he not?
1: Nah, Cordell. Cordell been on. Cordell been in the league for 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 a little minute. I want to say he's probably about eight or nine years in. Oh, so I then. might even be dragging him, maybe seven. Okay. But I know because he played for the Vikings. He was drafted by the Vikings, and I know he played there for a few seasons. Probably mm-hmm. was four. Okay. Um because, you know, most rookie yeah. contracts. But, um, and then I want to say he's been in, he's been with the Bears maybe about three, three seasons. Okay. So, um, he's been in the league for a little minute. So, that's why I'm saying, like, because Devin Hester was in the league from 2006 to 2016. Okay. So, if he had 20 in 10 years, that means he had, what, two a year?
0: Uh, one second, let me just make sure I'm right on that. Yeah. Because some of these stats I've been trying to find online, like, it's really, I don't know how you, I don't know how stats are find for you, but some of these are really, um, I don't know, it's hard to come by stats these days.
1: You think so?
0: yeah i don't know why it's been like it's weird like
1: um i would say credible credible stats are hard to find and um there's some you know there's some reputable uh sites out there but it's like certain maybe specific ideas or stats that you might want to find um yeah you definitely gotta do some digging bro I agree especially when you want them to be credible
0: nah hell yeah and I think mines aren't credible at this point right now
2: (laughs) Um, yo (laughs) hold (laughs) on
0: I'm being serious right (laughs) now
1: yo so what you got
2: what you got let's go um
0: Yeah, I completely messed up that stat. Like I said, my, my my sources are incredible at the moment. Um Yeah, he's on
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. yeah. Like that,
0: that eight touchdown returns that I was talking about. hmm That was for the last three years. I mean, that was for the li la- that's for his first career, so from two thousand thirteen to two thousand twenty. So that doesn't really mean anything. The way I read it, th- because the article I read when it was re- I don't know the way I looked at the way I looked at it it looked as if it said kickoff returns eight years I don't know I messed up that uh that stat completely yeah it's all good but you know? the thing that I'm I'm still hard pressed to find is like kick returns for touchdowns since twenty eighteen I can't find that anywhere um. I read one article that It basically was saying how I have a question actually When it comes to kickoff returns What you got? Um, do you think if someone calls for a fair catch The NFL should go to commercial?
1: Oh, I like that I like that I think it should be one of those 30 second commercials like one of those quick commercials like you know but oh nah 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 I don't want that no I don't want it to go to a commercial okay because like a punt return is like a thrilling moment, bro. Like the ball like just like just like I would think it is for the punt returner. Yeah. Like it's a it's a thrilling moment, bro. Like it's some real That's why a lot of special teams are called like suicide squad because it's like a real like like a mission, bro. Like yo boy, you got all types of large men running at their almost fastest top speed possible, aiming to take your head off, bro. You get what I'm saying? Like, they all they see is you looking up and not paying attention to them, so they're trying to get to you as fast as possible. Yeah. So I would think, even if you want to look at it from, like, Like you might want to be like trying to censor something, like you don't want to see that hit or something like that, maybe. Yeah. That's the only reason, like you know, from like maybe a concussion standpoint or something like that, like a violent hit or something like that. Yeah. But as far as football, nah, bro. I can't. I can't. Nah, you can't throw a commercial at me at that moment.
0: Yeah, like I feel the same way. Like whenever it's a, I feel like whenever it's a fair catch, like if I feel like if they call a fair catch they should just, like, you should just get right to the game. Because I feel like it's mad deflating as a fan. Like, you're sitting there waiting, and they kick it off, and then it's like, you got a commercial break. And then, I don't know, I feel like it just breaks up the whole flow of the game. Whereas, but I also kind of feel like if... I don't know, because, I. F- no, I, yeah, I don't like it, I don't like it, I don't think they should do it, I think if you do a fair catch, they should just go right into the game, I don't think you should go to a commercial, um,
1: oh, okay, okay, I thought, okay, I was going with like, I thought you meant like, when the ball was in the air, like, should it, like, should it go to a quick commercial break, like, in the middle of, before you talking about, like, once the ball is dead,
0: no, nah, I mean, like, you know how you kick off the ball, yeah, so if you, kick it off, if you kick off the ball and, I don't know, and there's a fair catch called, you know how like, you can do a fair catch or a touchback? Yeah. I feel like if it's a touchback or a fair catch, the NFL should just make the team go right onto the field and use play instead of going to commercial. I agree.
2: Yeah. You know how no, they do that commercial, the commercial break?
0: It's, yeah, that shit bro. is mad annoying. It's like, yo, like, yeah. nothing just happened. Yeah. Like, Why do I have to watch a bunch of commercials right now? I don't yeah. know. I feel like yeah. it slows the pace of the game down.
1: Especially in the second, third, well, especially in, like, the third, fourth quarter, bro.
0: Hell like, yeah, when the game's getting good, it's like, yo, yeah, why do man, I need this commercial man. break right now? Like, I hate that feeling.
1: Come on. Because you got to think the adrenaline for the other team is booming. Yeah. Usually that's right after a score and the kicker come out and booming out. Boom. Nah, he yeah. trying to get that touch back. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Nah, bro. That keeps, nah. Yeah. I think that the offense should be able to come out there and go ahead and,
2: and break it before it gets set. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree. I feel like that's giving the defense a a chance to like set
1: a tone or yeah. like build off of you know the tone that's been set. Yeah, I agree. You know
0: what I'm saying? Like, nah, I agree. Um, so I just looked at those stats and the from 2018 to 2020, this season there were 19 returns for touchdowns, kickoff kickoff returns for touchdowns, and from Man. 2004 15 to 2017. Um, actually, yeah, from 2015 to 2017, there were only 15. So, before the rule change, the prior, there was a year where there weren't any returns for touchdowns for one of those seasons, not really, for one of those seasons um, during the, uh, when they were doing the normal kickoffs. So, it looks like the rule didn't, it looks like there's been a little bit more kickoff returns since the rule got changed. So, To answer your question, I think those players from the past that were Hall of Famers returning kickoffs, I think they would do better right now. Yeah,
2: I agree.
0: And also, you got to think about the fact that I feel like because there's more touch, like, well, you said the touchbacks increased a little bit, but because of that increase in touchbacks, that's part of the article I was talking about. I was talking about how, like, I feel like teams probably don't practice special teams as much just because if you tell your kicker every time, yo, like, just kick it out, kick it through the back of the end zone you're not going to spend a bunch of time in practice going over special teams. You know what I mean?
2: But
1: uh, I I can't, I don't, I don't don't agree with that just because like it's the NFL. So I feel like, like they got specific coaches, specific players that set out for that specific like area of the field. You know what I'm saying? As far as football. So I feel like they're getting the same amount of reps and everything as everybody else. That is true that's okay. just execution if you ask me because yeah. there's really great special teams coaches out there you get what I'm yeah. saying like so the same amount of time that they're allotted it's not like they know that their offense they're, their you know their defense is gonna be trash and they're gonna be getting a thousand returns a game <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying to practice it any more than anybody else you know what I'm saying
0: No. Yeah. I get so, what you
1: so but um nah bro like I think yeah, nah, for sure. You, I definitely agree with you. I think, uh, I think Devin Hessel will be killing now because yeah. now he will really have a shorter amount of field to really make something shape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was on the other side of the pole. I didn't think that he would. Yeah. I was saying that he wouldn't be the type. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there was so many uh, touchbacks. But then when I looked up that stat, and even what you just saying the stat that you just said, like there was there's more kickoff returns now than there are than there was before
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like ooh nah because I don't see a returner that's better than Devin Hester
0: yeah neither do I I don't either um and also yeah I don't yeah that dude was insane
1: and clearly he was doing it at a time when it wasn't really lit to be doing it you know what I'm
0: saying hell yeah and also he wasn't on a great team either yeah so that's a fact yeah so nah yeah I definitely feel like if he played right now he would yeah, he would definitely probably And you know success. what's
1: crazy too, bro? He played on a great defense. He, he his team had a great defense, so it's not like he had a whole lot of return, bro.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a fact. That was the Erlacher team, right? Erlacher yeah. and um yeah. Naya. Yeah. So I don't
1: know.
0: Yeah. Didn't they like actually I'm saying they were not good. I'm just saying they weren't good offensively. You're right. That defense was really good because they had a yeah. couple they had a couple ten win seasons.
1: Yeah so, yeah so that probably lowered his his attempts and all of that Like yeah. it's crazy um but I mean speaking of the draft though I mean you know the draft mean to fuck, cu- yeah no,
0: no no, I don't mean to cut you off, but that's a really good point you just made because what? about Devin Hester and his kickoff returns because if he's playing with a good defense, that means that his the amount of returns he has versus other returners is less. He gets more yeah. pump, he gets more punt returns, but still, like as far as kickoff returns, yeah. his kickoff returns are less because their it's defense super is limited. yeah, their yeah. their defense is not lighting up that many points. That's that's a really crazy point that you just made. That's crazy. So yeah, if yeah. he plays right now, he might light it up. But what were you yeah. saying though? My fault. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: Nah, I was just saying we speaking about football. You know, draft is about to pop off. Yeah. So I mean, uh. <laughs> Are You excited about any particular players? Any particular teams catching your interest? Are you hoping anybody goes anywhere? Like, um, it's a lot. It's a lot going on.
0: To be real with you, um, I'm just gonna be really honest when it comes to NFL draft. Um, it's just really fucking long as far as the draft goes <laughs> like it, it's a lot of i can't follow along with it i'm just being for real with you like um outside of like the first like maybe 10 picks or so like it's really hard for me to like really get into the NFL draft and be like the last NFL draft i'm not going to lie to you that i was really into was i mean I, i'm a giants fan but like again when we drafted Eli and i thought we should have in well, we didn't draft Eli. The Chargers drafted Eli. And the Giants drafted Phillip Rivers, and they made that swap. Um, I remember being really angry watching that draft just because I really didn't think we should have did that. That's the last draft that like I really remember like watching. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big... Uh, I'm not really big on the, the NFL draft like that. Just because it's... Just, <laughs> The re- I love football. Like I really do love football. It's just I feel like in order for me to like get into the draft I have to like know a lot about the players and it's just a lot of players to know about, you know what I mean? Nah I feel you. So it's I like I don't know. I kinda look at the draft more from like a strategic standpoint, like not I know you have to build your team, but I don't know, I kinda look at it differently from like just like what players are available and stuff, just because of the way my mind works. I like, guess if I don't know a lot about these players, like I, I feel like I, if I saw draft boards on some of the players, like I might be more into it. But like they don't really have any, like you know, like it's weird. Like I feel like with the NBA draft, when the players are coming into the draft, the profile for the players are a lot different. Towards like I don't, maybe I don't know. Do you get that feeling like towards the NBA, like when the NBA draft is coming in? I don't know. I feel like the player profiles are just different as opposed to like with the NFL? Uh, if
1: you ask me, I think the NBA, I think the NBA draft is a draft combine on the like NBA. Until the actual NBA draft, like the actual draft happens. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the NBA draft is corny. Like I don't, I don't tune in to any stat that anybody puts up in the NBA combine, <laughs> anything.
0: Nah, yeah, I don't like. I really don't even know why they do a combine for the for the uh, NBA. Um, to be realistic, but with the
1: NBA, I think it's like it's a shorter draft, yeah. but I'm less interested in anything outside of usually the lottery picks. To keep it a hundred, like yeah, it's I'm a college fan, so I mean I'm interested in you know where players go, mm-hmm. but as far as like my involvement and and like like the whole strategy like a whole, the whole mindset of just having a strategy and a draft yes. is definitely on the, like the football more on the football side. I mean, that's a given because there's more players and all that, but it's just for me, it's just like I really feel like specific pieces, if you get the right piece in the NFL draft, you can make a difference as a team. More so than In the NBA
0: You know what's crazy Is I feel the complete opposite Like it's not opposite But it's like My take on the NBA draft Is exactly what you just said About the uh, the NFL draft Like my take on the NBA draft Is complete, Like complete opposite Just because Me like When I'm watching the NBA draft Like I haven't I didn't watch this year's draft That in depth But like In the past There's drafts where like I don't know Where I'm waiting for players Like it's certain players Where like I feel like you can get steals, like, in the late first round and second, early second round. And those are the type of players that, like, because I, I don't know. It's easier for me to follow basketball. So, it's certain players that that I just rock with. And I'm like, yo, like, when are they going to get drafted kind of thing? And I don't know, seeing them go later. In, like, I don't know. It's certain players that, like, they go later in the rounds. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, somebody got a steal right now. So, I don't know. I kind of get that enthusiasm. I feel like you probably get that from football because you watch more college football than I do. So, I don't it's hard for me to get that with the NFL draft just because a lot of the players that are coming out of college I just don't really know about. Whereas in basketball, I like, guess a lot of players that I rock with and like they go later in the rounds and I'm like, oh all right, like that team just you know, that team just came up and they don't even realize it kind of thing. Um Or even players that go undrafted. Like I just think. Like right now I still don't know what Marcus Howard is. I don't know, I just <laughs> I don't know why I threw that in there, but
1: Uh, absolutely No I feel
0: like uh, Cause even like Devontae Graham I, watch, I don't mean to I cut watch. you I don't mean to cut you off But like even like Devontae Graham Like somebody like that Like When he goes into a draft And it's like I don't know the, the the Hornets got him After you know After the 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 You know After the draft was over But it's like I don't know It's something about that Where it's like It's certain players Where you really rock, rock With them in college And I don't know It's hard for me to Like I said It's just different for me With the NCAA Versus the NBA I mean, uh, NCAA basketball versus NCAA football. Yeah, no, I feel you.
1: I think, um... I watch... I watch... I, I watch heavy college football and I watch co- heavy college basketball.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think, um... Like I say, like, certain players, like, with an NBA draft, for one, like, if we just started the combine, itself, like, like, Yeah just the whole build up of, like <clears throat> me understanding like i don't know what any aspects that you could think of in basketball like how fat how many dribbles you can do in a minute i don't know how many how many crossovers you can do into a jump shot or, or like how many threes you hit within a certain time frame with a hand to your face so yeah. like it's just certain it's certain like skill sets and things that I'm not messed, I don't worry about in the NBA than in the NFL. So that's just starting with the time down. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I'm interested in, like, how fast the money is. Like, yeah. because I feel like that equivalents to, like, football. Like,
2: yeah.
1: in basketball, like, how high you can jump, I don't feel like that really affects your game. You get what yeah, I'm saying? Nah, like, yeah. So, that's just from like a combine standpoint and then when we talk about like the actual nba draft like there's so many foreign players that's drafted in the nba draft that i don't be known about for one mm-hmm. like there's always one that somehow ends up in the lottery nine mm-hmm. times out of ten like there's some foreign player that's there has mm-hmm. nick fans you feel me they they didn't got no types of draft picks in the first round that they ain't never, ever even heard of them, anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, with NBA drafts, it's just so erratic, and it's just so, like, <sighs> I don't know. Like I say, a lot of times when somebody gets drafted to an NBA team, yeah. Uh, uh, it's very, very, very not often for that player to affect the franchise right away. Or for the player to really um or multiple players to affect the team right away. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And usually an NBA draft is usually what? How many how many how many players might you draft in an NBA draft? I think the NBA, NBA, draft, is,
0: I think the NBA draft is... like I want to say it's like fifty something picks, um,
1: so you might so get three picks. You, yeah,
0: if you if you made some trades and you know you made some moves, you <laughs> might get like two or three picks. Yeah. Like,
1: so yeah. the reality is like one out of those three picks is going to hit for you as a franchise.
0: Yeah. Now I agree you with do. you. It's definitely easier to build up a team through the NFL draft. I feel if you have a really good scouting, um, really good scouting situation.
1: I don't even think it's easier. I just think it's it's, it's 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 pieces that you can put in certain places on a football field. For instance, like the Packers, my team, we drafted somebody like Jair Alexander.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He can he is a shut down corner, bro. Like, locked down. He adds something to our defense that we didn't have so he gives he really he makes us that much better but he's not a mainstream name like that everybody is just going to be like oh yeah I know him he just affects the game he's a draft pick that was just added to the puzzle to really build the bigger picture you get what I'm saying whereas in the NBA it's like usually if your draft pick hits in the NBA they're like some type of like all star, you get what I'm saying, or there's some type of significant player in the NBA. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like in the NFL, that's not the case. I feel like it's not a lot of those draft picks that affect the game that you that you see and can point out. Like they're not promos. Yeah, but you can see how they affect the game. So uh, that's my stance. Like I just feel like with football, with the NFL draft, I can just like is multiple players within the draft, like, that I can see that fall. Like, even running backs. Like, when you think of an NFL draft, like, a lot of common running backs that you might like. You might not even be the biggest college football fan, but you might know a running back's name. And he not going to, like, the third round, second, third round. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so, I don't know. It keeps me interested. Like, I, I like the length of it. Like, I like the whole, like, thought process and the whole like trying to find the puzzle that fits yeah what a piece to the puzzle that fits you know what I'm saying like so I don't know no. I just like I like that I like that uh, I like that building more than like hitting hitting on a player because like I'm like with the NBA I feel like you hit on a player yeah like Even with these drafts that you think about recently Like if I asked you about Zion's class Like Zion, RJ Barrett uh, Who else Is in there? Uh, Tyler Hero Uh, When I ask you about these guys Like how many of these guys Really affected their team?
0: Well everybody just named it
1: Yeah but I'm saying Outside of those guys that that I just Named like can you name anybody from their draft class like off the top of your head that you could say like they significantly you know and I'm not saying that like to say that it that they did I'm just asking you like can you name anybody off the top of your head
0: from that particular draft class that impacted their team in a yeah. positive direction yeah. um let me think that was you said that was so that was last that was last year right Last year's draft, or oh, the year before yeah. last, 2019, mm-hmm. that draft class. Um, I
2: will oh, give you one,
1: yeah. huh? Yeah, I poor. can give you one, zah. yeah,
0: that would have been nice. If, yeah, I was trying to think. Um, um, who else? Devontae Graham, he was in that draft class, wasn't he? Or was he the year before?
1: Nah, I want to say he was in he 2018. Was
0: yeah. Okay. And hey, you would say he affect, he positively affected his, his squad, bro. Right? Yeah. Wow. What do you mean, wow. Uh, okay, okay, okay.
1: Go ahead. Well, <laughs> um, well uh, he don't count, so. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, from 2000, you said 2018. Mhm. Yeah, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. You named the other person, John Morant. That's my dude. I can't really think of anybody else. Um, what
1: about what about last year to make it easier? Like who who was in last year's draft class?
0: But see, that's the thing with the NBA. Like there isn't. I'm not saying there's immediate impact because there's a player that I really loved, uh, Landry Shamet, coming out of Wichita, Wichita State, and yeah. he didn't have an immediate impact, but he's a pretty decent piece for the Brooklyn Nets right now, and also you I'm, think so? Who Landry Shamet?
1: Landry Oh, no, 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 right now right he he's he's filling a role because he's playing because of
0: but the I'm not I'm not saying that he's like a, a, a he's just somebody I named because he came from Wichita but I'm, that's what I'm talking about about the mm-hmm. NBA draft versus the NFL draft like mm-hmm. a player like that is somebody I followed in college basketball that mm-hmm. again like I can acknowledge in the NBA because it's like the draft is smaller and it's a different you know it's just I feel like NBA is a player's league. At the end of the day. So, I feel like there's certain... Pla- like, in basketball... I mean, you know, you've know, you known me since high school. Like, I change my basketball teams based on what players I'm feeling at the moment. Like, I don't really stick to one team. You guys still ask me to say if I'm a Lakers fan because Kobe is my fav- all-time favorite athlete. And, the same I- way. and I always yeah. say, like, no, I'm not a Lakers fan. I stopped being a Lakers fan after he retired. So, <laughs> like, just like I liked the Kings at one point, you know, um... I like the Blazers. Once I, you know, once Dame Miller became my dude, like it's certain players that I follow. Players more than I follow the teams in the NBA. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's the same thing for me in college. Like nobody who knew what Wichita State was. I just like Landry Shaman because his game reminded me of the way I like to play basketball. Like he's a he's a gunner. He really can't dribble that well. He can just pull up whenever he wants. So watching him play basketball, I was like, oh, like I rock with this dude. But he played for Wichita State, which is a you know a no frill school. And at NCAA football, I can't really make that correlation you know what I mean like whenever when I did the two years I did play football I was a lineman so I'm not watching NCAA college football on the weekends to see what lineman plays well you know what I'm saying <laughs> like so it's not really that type of it's different so it's like it's hard for me to really explain where I'm coming from with that but um but what, what
1: about the people that like I didn't play I didn't play linebacker okay but I still watch linebackers like, I still Yeah I know
0: It's just like with bas- I don't know Basketball is just more Relatable to me Like I love football I love football From like a strategic standpoint Basically what I'm saying Like I like the Like I love watching The game of football It's a strategic game But like me Playing basketball Like I physically Love playing basketball So it's like When I watch basketball It's a different feeling than Versus when I'm watching football Where it's like I don't know Like I've told you this before Like football I feel like is a lot of like it's It's a different kind of game Like I love it don't get it twisted I really do But it's just It's a different You know It's a different It's a different feel Than basketball Just because i like I don't know I love playing basketball So it's like Yeah so, it's just Yeah
1: So I mean If you love football And all like that I get that you're more Into the NBA draft And all of that That's cool You know Everybody got their preference mm-hmm. But I mean There's still a question Remaining like what players do you like In this NFL draft Like you might not know See that's what uh, I'm saying Like 50 but see, I know that
0: you See this is what I mean Like when we were talking about Like the draft and shit Like I wrote a, I wrote an article On like how I would have Approached the draft Um And Like I, I only did uh The first How I would like Look at the first three picks on In the NFL draft right now And In the article like None of them really revolved Around picking any of the players They all revolved around Like kinda like i guess reshuffling what i had already you know what i mean um that's pretty much really like the way i looked at it just because i don't i don't know like i don't because i look at the nfl draft and i feel like it's all it's a really quarterback based or a quarterback driven kind of every year it's like which quarterback is going to go you know um and I feel like there's good quarterbacks in the league already, so that's why I kind of look at it like. And again, this is not me like bashing any of the quarterbacks coming out. Like I mean, anybody could be the next Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. Like I'm not trying to like be that person, but it's I feel like it's a lot of talent at quarterback in the league. So, when I look at some of the, you know, you look at the first three picks and like people make it seem like all three of those teams need quarterbacks, and it's like. Yeah you do But you could also Do a lot of other things On a team To make it better Instead of just Getting a quarterback And that's kind of The way I posted The article um, You know um, Yeah That's pretty much How I it. But you can't article. say
1: you can't, you can't say that That there's a whole lot Of things that you can do Other than getting A quarterback And then not being A player That can Like support What you're saying though Like I get you saying Like yo You don't gotta draft The quarterback But If you're saying that, that means that there's a particular player as a lineman or a particular player as a defensive player or there's like a particular player in the backfield or receiver. Like, there's a reason why you're saying you don't have to go quarterback if you're saying that. Yeah. So what's the reason?
0: (laughs) Yeah, my reason is that if, like... My reason is, if you have the Jets, or you have the 49ers, or you have the Jaguars, and you look at all three of those teams, and in my opinion, what's being assessed as to what they need is like a blaring, oh my God, they all need a quarterback. But what I'm trying to say is, when there's... because. I feel like it's it's hard for me to explain because again, like I just told you before, like I don't know every player in the draft, so i don't I can't sit here and say like you know draft this person or draft that person but th- th- that's the thing why I say when I look at football, I look at it from a more strategic standpoint, and me personally, I feel like there's certain positions that if you have them locked down and you know there's someone at that position that is a ten year player, if you get that person then you have something that you can move forward with. Um, and that's pretty much the way I post the article. It's like, I'm not saying a quarterback is interchangeable. I'm not saying that at all. But, with some of the quarterbacks available for some of these teams, I feel like they can possibly interchangeable. Like, could possibly be interchangeable. Like, you got Sam Darnold, for instance, who, I don't think he's a terrible quarterback and I don't think he's a great quarterback. But, if you can get a top notch safety or a top notch maybe running back to put to learn behind Frank Gore or a top notch like you know left tackle or middle linebacker something that like to really like solidify your team and just keep that average court- not even he's a slightly above average quarterback he's like an average middle to pack quarterback but it's only his third season so it's like I feel like it's certain positions in football that can you don't have to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's the way I kind of look at the draft. That's why I said I look at football from a more strategic standpoint where it's like I don't just look at it from, I have to have the best quarterback in the league. Like, I have to get Pat Mahomes. I have to get Aaron Rodgers because I feel like, I don't know, I'm more of like a, I don't know. I like the way Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells, Mike Tomlin, um, you know, Cower, uh who else, Um I just like the way they build their teams. It's different. It's not from that. I have to like you can build a team without having. I don't know. Like, because if you look at a lot of the, those teams that won those Super Bowls with those coaches, their quarterbacks weren't the best quarterbacks in the world. Like, they just they they got the job done. I'm not and they were better than game managers. I'm not going to sit here and say they were game managers, but, but like they got the job done with you know a good. A good staff around them I don't know Like I kind of feel like That's a good way To build your team But for you asking me Like which player Do I think Or which I think there's There's certain pieces Like I said I kind of look at it From like There's certain pieces You can get To like Really alter your team In a positive direction um, And that's the, That's kind of the way I look at it Um, I don't know If that answers your question Because It probably sounds Mad vague But that's just The kind of way I look at the draft I don't look at it From a Like pick this player. That's why I said the NBA draft is more relatable for me because I feel like it's more of a player-driven league whereas the NFL, I look at it more of like there's certain pieces that you can put on a football team that could change the whole direction of your team and I feel like it's not just quarterback.
1: But this is the first year that like four quarterbacks are ever being spoken about going like early like this. Like, most quarterbacks that are drafted early though are like they've helped their team like Baker Mayfield Browns just made the playoffs for the first 10 years Mm
2: -hmm. uh
1: Deshaun Watson Pat Mahomes like uh Lamar Jackson I mean like the list is pretty it's pretty hefty yeah like as far as quarterbacks
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um going, so that's how, uh, that's, I don't know, well, I do know, like, if, if, if I, I'm cool with having a different, like, outlook on who you should draft, or how you should draft, and how you should go, like, that's cool, you get what I'm saying, but, it's still, it's like, it's like the NBA draft, like, you can have a mindset, like, oh, I can build this way, you don't have to have the best player, you don't have to have the best point guard, the best shooting guard, you don't have to have but you still gotta draft a player, so if you like a particular player to go late, like you said Devontae Graham, he went late, he went to the Hornets like 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 that's cool, you get know what I'm saying but it's like okay you know what I'm saying It's like Devontae Graham Like What did he do Did he just put up numbers Or did
2: he really
0: help
1: The, the Hornets to
0: win Yeah But You get what I'm saying but, but, but that's what I'm trying to say It's like You pick up a Devontae Graham Like And I don't even think he, I think he went undrafted I can't remember if he went drafted or Undrafted But even like a Draymond Green Or Like Even Clay Thompson Cause I remember Like Cause I remember Clay got in trouble With a bud in school And I was like Yo that's my dude Cause he had the jump shot And like I thought that shit was crazy But, like, you get players like that and it's like, they didn't become who they were overnight. Like, they were getting beat up on by teams out west for a few years and then they became the Warriors. Like, that's what I'm saying, like, because you mentioned Devontae Graham and it's only been, like, what, his second season? Like, we don't know what Devontae Graham is going to be, like, three or four years from now. Like, I mean, when he was... I I watched... A lot of the Kansas games I watched was because of him. Like, I know, like, I know uh, Frank Mason got a lot of the the hoopla Because he was like the senior Like you know I don't know He was like their He was their guy Him, Josh Jackson All of them But like Devontae Graham to me Was always like Their most stable piece On that team And I'm like I'll, I'll never forget the game When him and Buddy Hilt Went at it That was one of the Craziest games I've ever seen um, I think Buddy Hilt Had 43 or something and he had 40 And he was DM Buddy Hilt Who was like 5 or 6 inches taller than him And locking him up No not locking him up But like You know what I'm saying Like they were competing And he was cooking him They were Like they were going at each other And it's a few games where I've seen Devontae Graham really get it in. And it's like, he's always that guy that hits important shots. He keeps the team level. Like, I love Devontae Graham. So, when he went undrafted, it was like, oh, he went to the Charlotte Hornets. It's like, yo, they got they a gotta hitter. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can't say right now, oh, what is he doing for that team? But it's like, it takes a little bit of time before. I mean, they got, they added, you know, they added Gordon Hayward. They added, uh, Terry, well, Terry Rozier was already on the team. Um. But they added Gordon Hayward. They drafted, uh, what's his name, P.J. Washington. Uh, They got Cody Zeller. Like, you know, they're slowly building up the team. So it's like I can't really say that, that Devontae Graham picked it and matter right now. But it's only been a couple years. But, like, again, I'm not saying they're going to be the Warriors. But when that team first got put together, nobody really thought that eventually there would be a super team that nobody could beat. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's hard for me to just say it right now. Like, oh, nah. Like, I can't I can't do that. Cause even like you mentioned, John Morant, that's my dude. I don't really like they don't put a lot of Grizzlies games on TV. But I mean, you got him, Jaron Jackson, you know my dude Kyle Anderson. Um, they got uh, Dylan Brooks. Like they got some pieces where it's like if they come together, they could be a decent team too. So it's I mean, looking at some young squads in the NBA, it's but, hard to just be like.
1: But those pieces they that you're saying there. though, they're dra- They're not draft picks
0: though. Jaron Jackson was a draft pick.
1: No, you say Kyle Anderson. He's not. Oh no, Ka-
0: no. Kyle Anderson was acquisition from the Dispers, Spurs, which was a really good acquisition because I feel like he's a. I don't know. He's also one. Of, he's one of my favorite players in the league, even though his stats don't really say a lot, but they do say a lot to me. Uh, he's definitely one of my favorite players. But what I'm saying is, when you, I just feel like. I don't know, it's, a different, it's just a different scope as far as the NBA versus the NFL for me. Because, like I said, you would look at that Warriors team when they first got drafted and put together, you would never think that in five or six years they would be looked at the way they were. I mean, someone may have been like, oh yeah, they're gonna be a great team, but I don't feel like a lot of people were like, yeah, this is gonna be a great team. Um, even the Sixers team, for a long time, they were looking like a mess. I mean, people were like, wouldn't Joel Embiid ever gonna play? Ben Simmons got hurt. They look. People were talking about that team was cursed, and now, you know, they're one of the best teams in the East. I mean, well, the Nets took that over, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's hard to. And that was also a team that they built through the draft. So, it's I don't know. I feel like the NBA is a NBA. It's a player driven league, but it's also at the same time you gotta it takes a little while to build it up.
1: Like I like I. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with the. uh, I agree with the different mentality. You know what I'm saying, and the different like mindset when it comes to drafts. And like I said, as far as like liking a particular draft more than others and why and stuff like that, but I mean, just like, just like I'm more interested in the NFL draft.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I can name a player. I can name players from an NBA draft. Even though I'm not as interested in that as I am with NF in the NFL draft. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'll just say like I just wanted to put a piece out there. Like for me, like I would love to see like Justin Fields or like 49ers or something.
2: Yeah.
1: Um Mac Jones, I think, is a great fit there. You get what I'm saying? Um and I think that these are players that can come in there. And, and, and make a difference like that's kind of what i was trying to swerve around to like with the nfl is like there's positions. when you draft players in the nfl you draft them players to play right now
2: yeah
1: like you draft quarterbacks to play right now like yeah. you draft running backs to play right now because their shelf life is short yeah. quarterbacks you draft to play right now and you gradually watch them over the time same mm-hmm. thing with wide receivers. Wide receivers usually don't form into the wide receiver that they become until about their f- third, fourth year.
2: Yeah.
1: Tight ends don't usually blossom early. They usually take three to four years to really develop into the players that they're supposed to be as tight end or what they're drafted to be. So that's what I'm talking about, like with the NFL, like it just has specific pieces where if you draft that player right now at that position
2: mm-hmm.
1: at this age. Yeah he's going to make a difference right now. Yeah. Whereas but, when you talk uh, about but, the NBA outside of like a lottery pick,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're not, but, you're not going to see that, 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 that uh, ability to change the game until years down the line, but, because NBA players are jumping into the league younger and younger and younger, mm-hmm. and they need time to develop,
2: nah, yeah, which is
1: understandable. So, with the NBA, it is a waiting game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But a lot of times, even when you wait, that waiting game, mm-hmm. that player doesn't, isn't able to affect the game the way a player in the NFL draft can affect the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but that's why I'm thinking like, I just think it's crazy, like, just, have, just to have four quarterbacks going on in the draft. Me personally, I'm not uh I'm not a quarterback driven guy. Like I'm not gung-ho for the quarterbacks either. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Like I don't think that four quarterbacks should go early. Um I don't believe that you should be harping on a quarterback because I think that you can win with a subpar quarterback because it's been proven over over the years. So for me, you get what I'm saying? If I'm somebody like the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence is pretty pretty much signed and dated. He's been that way for the last two years.
2: Yeah,
1: he's a, he's solidified. You know what I'm saying? Like that's damn near like Dan Marino coming out, and you've got drafting Dan Marino, and Dan Marino is telling you, "Yo, I'm Dan Marino." You know what I'm saying? So, I would just take Trevor Lawrence. Not to say he's going to be great. There's plenty of bust in the NFL. There's plenty of busts in the NBA for sure. So you take taking Trevor Lawrence first, that's cool. Now, if I'm the Jets, I got rid of Sam Donald. That's cool. We got rid of Sam Donald. I like Sam Donald. He could be a very good quarterback on a certain situation, in a certain offensive scheme, on a certain team. But the fact that the Jets were not willing to take a chance on getting rid of I mean, on sitting on Sam Donald for another, what, year or two before he has the ability to become a free agent and go sign somewhere else or he ends up sucking Latin next year and you want to trade him before you even have a chance to become a free agent and all that kind of stuff. I feel like the Jets made a very wise move in getting him up out of there. Boom. We're going to get you out of here. We're going to get some draft picks. I don't honestly know what they got for Sam Donald, but I know that they got some draft picks for Mm him. They got something. And it was very solid. I apologize to you guys. I should have that out (laughs) available. But you guys can look that up. I'm pretty sure that the Jets were compensated for Sam Donald. And if I'm not mistaken, they got like a second round pick, I think, for him. So, in the process, which I believe is in 2022, I believe. But you get a chance to draft a quarterback in a class, in a quarterback-driven class that everyone is gung-ho about. Everybody's talking about this quarterback class. So if I'm an organization and I got somebody like Sam Donald who's on the rocks, I've seen some, some flashes, but he's not. Um, I don't know for sure if he if he got enough to get us over where we need to get. If I got a quarterback like him, I'm cool with letting him go now and getting the the highest or the max that I can pretty much get for him
2: mm-hmm.
1: before I, I'll allow him to possibly burn and crash, and then I can't get nothing for him. And then I'm stuck without a quarterback on top of that because I didn't draft a quarterback this year. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. uh, the Jets are tough for me, but I'm going to go for a quarterback. Me personally, I wouldn't go with Zach Wilson. Yeah. I'm a little nervous about him. I think he should get drafted early cuz he got he has the talent. Yeah. But if I'm the Jets, I'm going for uh I'm going for Justin Fields or I'm going for uh
0: But hello? I
1: will go I think I will go with uh even Mac Jones, is the I wouldn't go with Mac Jones. I would go with uh, Justin Fields, pretty much. He's the, proven at Ohio State. He's a dual threat. He's something that Sam Donald didn't offer of you. Offer you. You get what I'm saying? You get an upgrade in that department. At least you have a quarterback that can scramble and get you something. Th- he has a solid arm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. The thing, and he has his question marks.
0: The thing with um, the thing with the. The Sam Donald and the Jets situation is just, I really feel like if you have Joe Flacco already, why not just, I don't know. I watched the Jets at the end of the season this year. And when Joe Flacco was playing, it looked like a different team. Not like they were a great Super Bowl winning team, but they looked like they were a middle of the pack, 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven kind of team playing with Joe Flacco at the end of the season, towards the end of the season. And then Sam Donald came... Well, it was, like, towards the middle end of the season then Sam Donald came back. I think that's the way it went. I don't know. Something like that. But the point that I'm trying to make is if Joe Flacco could have that team looking like that, to me, that's nothing to do with Sam Donald and his ability as a quarterback. Because if I watch them both play football, I'm taking Sam Donald over Joe Flacco as, you know, just a physical talent. But it's just about leadership. Like, I feel like Joe Flacco knows how to lead a football team. I mean, he played under Ray Lewis in, the Harbaugh, uh, in Harbaugh. So, like he understands what it's like to lead people around him. I don't feel like Sam, I'm not to say Sam Donald didn't do that, but doing that in college versus doing that when you're around a bunch of grown men is completely different. So it's like to not even give him the chance to learn under Joe Flacco and maybe develop his talent when he's not a bad quarterback and then just draft another quarterback. I don't know how that other quarterback who's two years younger or three years younger than Sam Donald is going to just come to New York and lead a whole locker room full of football players like, out of nowhere. You know how, like, that's not something that just happens overnight. Like, I don't feel like, and I feel like that's the part that people kind of, like, I don't know, kind of gloss over, like, whatever. I mean, I like Justin Herbert a lot, but at the end of the day, what kind of, it's not like San Diego was on anyone's, you know, top five, they're going to finish in the Super Bowl kind of list. So when he took over that team, it wasn't a lot of pressure on his shoulders. I mean, he, you, know, you get what I'm saying? So it's like when you come to New York, a, the Jets have never won. It's a different kind of media situation, like it's different. Whereas, like I said, Justin Herbert's out of San Diego, and he takes over a team that has. I'm mean, not to say they didn't have a lot of expectations, but the expectations out there were way different than they were for someone like Sam Donald. I mean, you got Tom Brady leaving the New England Patriots. The the, the division's wide open. And then you have Justin Herbert, who's in the same division as Pat Mahomes, Superman. Like, he's, no one's expecting him to do anything, so he's going to come in and play free, like, whatever. And then you've got somebody like Sam Donald, who the weight of the world is on his shoulders as soon as he comes to New York. Because it's like, you got to be the next Joe Namath, everybody that comes to New York. And it's like, <laughs> yo, if you have a Joe Flacco who knows how to lead a football team, why not allow him to be around Joe Flacco and understand how to lead a football team, lead a, you know, lead these men in the locker room? Lead them on the field Because when Joe Flacco took over The team looked different Like I'm Again I don't watch a lot of Jets games But like the team did, They looked a lot less disorganized And they looked like they played better With him on the field So it's like why not allow This dude to show Sam Darnold Some of the You know How to be a leader around men Like And I just I don't know I feel like They kind of threw the but, towel in A little bit too early on that situation
2: Because I
1: don't Joe Flacco Yeah If Joe Flacco was able to Back up, Sam Donald. That means that they was in the same training camp. They well,
2: had a yo, whole. Huh, wait, wait.
0: All right. Um. Now, what were you saying about um. Sam Donald.
1: So, Sam Donald and and Joe Flacco had some had some time together. Uh huh. They had a preseason. They had act- actually, uh, you know, they had a season. You know what I'm saying? Like they had some weeks together, and I believe that's exactly what Joe Flacco was there doing. If he was doing anything, was just being a shadow to him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Being that backup, being that 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 voice in his, you know, in his ear to kind of try and guide him and stuff like that. So Sam Donald actually did have uh, that opportunity. Um. Two things that alarm me, well, a few things that alarm me is when you said that the Jets played better with Joe Flacco. Like I agree with you, man, but that's and you said the exact reason, exactly why they played better because Joe Flacco is a leader. Yeah, Sam Donald couldn't. He he, he, he was. so it was showing that he was lacking that capability as far as being a leader. I think we both agreeing on that. Okay. So me as a GM and I see that in you, regardless of these pressures that just saying that he's under being the next Joe Namer, because Chad Pennington was it was there, bro. Mm-hmm. Mark Sanchez was there. Like nobody was expecting those guys to be the next Joe Namath. You know what I'm saying? But the, they the, was expect they was expected to to win. It's New York, yeah. I do. But the same thing
0: happened with both of them. Like, really, the only like as far, as long as I've been alive, the only quarterback I've seen like I'm not gonna say stick up to New York like media or like just the New York like whatever you want to call it. But like, and I mean, they were never good with Vinny Testaverde either. But I feel like he lasted the longest, just like cause my, like you know my dad's a Jets fan, so like I've kind of been forced to watch the Jets just because. But I feel like. They were never like, I feel like he was also older. But what I'm trying to say is, like, Chad Pennington, he had that game where he did that stupid move and the dude dropped to his knees, and like, it was like, oh shit, he made the dude fall. Chad Pennington's a great quarterback. We're going to sign him to have a bunch of money. And then he fizzled out because New York made him the next big person that was going to lead the Jets to the promised land. Mark Sanchez comes in, plays with Rex Ryan, a great defensive coach who put together an amazing defense, like a top-notch defense, who didn't let up any points, and he only had to throw I don't know how many times a game and had a great running back. And they they touted them up to be this, oh, he's going to be the next, and then that team fizzled out. And it's like, I feel like the common theme is just like, when you're in these big marquee, like New York is a big marquee place to play, so it's like, you have to make sure that The person has some kind of Understanding of Like I said Like Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl already With the Baltimore Ravens Like he knows how to lead men You know what I mean He was in the same locker room As Ray Lewis Like he knows what it's like To have to like Be around alpha men And lead them Like Sam Donald never really had that Kind of He never was Like Playing in college And playing in New York Is completely different Like And I feel like That's something that I don't know It's sort of like Matt Harvey Um Um I don't know if you, like, with, with the Mets, Matt Harvey, he became, like, they called him Batman and, like, the the King of Gotham or whatever. Like I forgot what they called him or whatever, but, like, you, you put him on that mantle and then it's, like, when you have to live up to that every night and as soon as you don't, like, that's a lot to put on a player. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes you gotta... It's good to maybe... I don't know. I just feel like... I don't know. I just feel like when you have a player, when you have a player like, like I said, when you have a player like Joe Flacco, who's led men before, won a Super Bowl, and he's still capable of playing, and then you have someone like Sam Donald, and you see that he struggled a little bit. Maybe just let. I'm just saying, maybe six, six eight games, or maybe ten games, and then bring him in at the end of the season to see how he like, how those things rubbed off. Because I know, training camp, yeah, in training camp, you're around that person or whatever. But if he's taking, if you got Sam Donald taking first team reps. And he's going back and he's talking to Joe Flacco about what he just did. In his mind, he's still thinking, yo, I'm better than this dude. And not in a, you know, a personal kind of way. But in his mind, it's like, yo, the coach is saying I'm the first string. He's second string. Like, he's telling me what to do, but I'm still the man. But if you got Joe Flacco taking, you know, taking those reps and he's like, comes back and he's like, did you see what I just did? That message is completely different. You get what I'm saying? And it's also a different message to the team.
1: I mean, one thing, one thing that you, you that you're talking about when you're speaking about the Jets. Everybody that we named, from Mark Sanchez to Chad Pennington, like all of them were pretty boys,
2: <laughs> really
1: pussies at the end of the day, bro. Yo. And to keep it a hundred, like everything that we just named, including Sam Donald, bro. Yeah. In
2: common is that
1: none of them were a dual
0: threat at all. Mm-hmm. None of them scared me with their legs at all. Yeah. Wait, another what? thing Mark Sanchez, I mean, Mark Sanchez is not fast, but he's also not
1: I mean you can he, you can he say can get Mark out of Sanchez he can get you out can of say Mark Sanchez if you want to say he can get out of trouble. And so can Sam if Donald. I, Rem- Sam Donald I, a
0: I know, but Sam Donald's yeah. also like he's a he's He's kind of athletic. do
1: stop it. He's not a dual threat. I know my words.
0: No, nah, yeah, threat. but dual threat is like, um, yeah, but that, that that's I get what you. All right. So you okay. can run a read
1: option with Sam Donald. No, nah, no, nah,
0: I'm sorry. Like, go, continue what you're saying. You're right. Like, I, I get what. I, I just didn't know where you were going so, with it. Yeah.
1: I mean, this like I said, the same ability that Sam Donald had to learn how to Joe Flacco.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He had time to do that. He had time to show. What he could do. Like, Joe Flacco's about to retire next year Mm -hmm. or in the near future for sure. So, you don't want Joe Flacco taking those reps in front of your quarterback of the future. I don't care how much tutelage he's given. I don't care how much. And if he is, if he is going to do that, I would rather bring in my young quarterback who doesn't have an ego, who's never been a starter. Who has to earn everything mm-hmm. I would rather him come in and Joe Flacco be taking those first team reps mm-hmm. and showing him like yo this is what you do because that's what Sam Donald didn't have when he got drafted to the Jets yeah. which is probably why he's four years in and he still hasn't developed those capabilities Yeah. so instead yeah. of investing my time and taking a chance on Sam Donald who I gave a whole season I gave him an opportunity to grow with this veteran behind him, showing him and guiding him. Nah. But that's like, what,
0: but that's what
2: I mean. Like, I
1: gave you your shot. Like if I see that I have the the availability to grab somebody who's one, he's a total different quarterback than you. If you get Zach Wilson or you get Justin Fields, they're dual threat quarterbacks. So that's check one off the list that you don't have as far as a quarterback you can run. What?
2: But- Number
1: two, you don't have leadership. So even me coming in as a rookie, I'm not even competing with you from a like being a leader type thing. Like the only thing that you can say that you have a checkmark over me as is playing in an NFL game and reading defenses. That's the only thing that you can really check over. You can't say your arm is stronger than mine. You can't say you're more accurate than me. You can't say none of that because I haven't even played in the league yet. Yeah. But, so, go ahead.
0: But that that leads me back to my point, though. It's like, if you brought Joe Flacco in after Sam Donald had a bad season, why not sit Joe Flacco down, sit Sam Donald down and say, okay, Joe Flacco's in for this season. He, we, you know, like, you had a decent season last year. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, I don't get what that conversation with Joe Flacco. And the reason I say that is because it's like, you have – lottery pick essentially you have the second pick in the draft like the conversation you're going to have with this quarterback who might be a little bit faster than Sam Donald and might throw the ball slightly better might you're going to have the same conversation essentially might yeah might I mean I'm just saying might like I'm, again like I don't know certain you can't quarter- say might
1: there's a fact that he's not
0: but what I'm, the point that I'm trying to make is like you can get a different piece that might be a little bit more important to your team that could bring your team to a different level if you just had that, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like that conversation, like, if you have your blocker coming. So who would you coming, drop? That, that's, that's
1: really where we're going. But see, that's what so I'm saying. I mean, you asking me. let's yeah. the Jets. Let's go to the next team. You but, don't even have to tell but, me a but, player, though.
0: Even, you can just say, like, a position. Even with the 49ers, like, because you said with them, like, because like, you said the next team. So if we go to the 49ers, it's a very similar situation. It's like... If you have Jimmy Garoppolo there and Alex Smith is a free agent, why not just sign Alex Smith in case something happens to Jimmy Garoppolo? Neither one of them are going to take matters. Kyle Shanahan Alex was...
1: Smith, Alex Smith retired.
0: I thought he was a free agent. Okay, he retired. But you could bring in someone who can basically do backup duties for for Jimmy Garoppolo and... Again, you look at that team. They've got a great tight end, a really good running game, and a good wide receiver in Debo Samuel. So you have—I don't—I don't think they—they signed. I don't think they, shined, I don't think
1: they signed Brandon back, you? huh? And Brandon Ayoub. Yeah, that's, that's what and I'm saying. But tackle in football?
0: and then you have on the defensive side of the ball, you got Sher- Eric Sherman, and. It's like What's why, Richard? Yeah, sorry, which Richard Sherman? Why not? <laughs> why not try to build up your defense instead of drafting a quarterback? Like, I, I get you get a quarterback, but then it's like they didn't. I don't think they signed Richard Sherman back yet. So it's like you can sign him, maybe pick up another piece on defense from the draft, and maybe even like I don't know what they're you know I don't know what their money situation is like. Maybe pick up another defensive piece and build like because. They have a decent team already. I mean, their best tight end got hurt last year. Their quarterback got hurt last year. Why draft a quarterback? It doesn't make sense. So You lost your best, you lost your best offensive sense. weapon, and you lost your quarterback, and you want to draft a quarterback. Like, how does that make sense? You get what I'm saying? Like, George Kittle was probably one of the best tight ends. Him, him and Travis Kelsey, you can make an argument, are like one and two as far as tight ends go. So you lose Uh-oh. him, and then you lose your quarterback. Or lose your quarterback, and then you lose him. What is the point of drafting a quarterback? Like, you lost your best offensive weapon. Thank God, Debo Samuel. Like I said, I feel like he had
2: one of those. Jimmy
1: Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo played enough games for you to see what he offers you as a quarterback last year. It's not like Jimmy Garoppolo missed the whole season due to, like, a torn ACL or something. Yeah. He played last year. Okay. So, it's like, yeah, and Jimmy Garoppolo has been in the league, and he's been behind two of his like Tom Brady. Like you said in the argument, well,
2: in the discussion area. So mm-hmm. it's like okay,
1: you had this opportunity to grow over here in New England. You come mm-hmm. over here to the 49ers. We're invested in you. You don't put crazy money. you don't put crazy numbers up, but we're winning with you. So we're happy. Now you're getting injured. Now you're not showing that you're really that good because now we're kind of we're losing a little bit. We got injuries here and there and you're not able to get us over the hump with those injuries because you're complaining or giving us excuses that this player and that player didn't play. So you, as our quarterback, is supposed you're supposed to get it done. You're our franchise quarterback. So the coaching staff and the GMs are seeing, like, okay, you're not showing these capabilities, even though you had this tutelage over here, even though we gave you the keys and you was only thrown for 202 yards and a touchdown, a game and, and all that, but we were still winning and all of that. What are we supposed now you're not showing that type of like you're all you, you already was throwing for two hundred and two yards and now you're throwing for one hundred and sixty eight yards and no touchdowns and we're losing. And now you're injured. So that's the way the 49ers are looking at it, like, okay, these things are happening. That's why we need to invest in a quarterback. So my question to you is is when is it time to invest in a quarterback? Because we didn't name three different scenarios so the jaguars if i'm not mistaken we spoke before you said that you necessarily don't think that a quarterback has to go to the jaguars so Yo. with the jaguars having a roster that they had and the jets having a roster that they have and the 49ers have a roster that they have in your opinion when do you think that a team is supposed to draft a quarterback can you give Can you give an example of a team in the NFL right now that should draft a quarterback, or do you think no quarterback should get drafted at all in the first round?
0: No. Um, If I had to think of a team that should draft a quarterback right now, um, Mm -hmm. I'd probably say...
1: No, well, first, before you say what team, can you explain, like, because you have a different... Like you point as far as like when you when you need a quarterback or you know the scenarios and stuff like that. So what what is your reasoning? Like what does a team need to show that in order for them to need a quarterback?
0: So a team that I would say that maybe should draft a quarterback this season. Um, one second, sorry. Well,
1: no, don't don't say the team. I want I want to hear your like. Tell me what what are the root causes that that point to you saying, "Hey, I need a quarterback." So, what does a team need to be that, like, or show me?
0: I think the team. Before needs,
1: you tell me the team. Yeah.
0: Before a team drafts a quarterback.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like the team needs to. I feel like the team needs to have like. In order to to for me at least, if you draft a quarterback in the first round, I feel like that team should be. I feel this team should be in a position to where. I'm trying to think of a way to explain this, because I feel like there's I feel like there's players out there that made a liar out of me in a way, because you look at like I said, you look at. It, the Chargers, and you look at the Bengals. I love both those quarterbacks, Burrow and Herbert. But at the end of the day, neither one of those quarterbacks had any kind of... Like, they didn't really have a lot of expectations on them. Me personally, like, I look at the Chicago Bears, and... Like... I know they pulled the court on Mitchell Joubisky really early. Um, and at least in my opinion. I always like Mitchell Joubisky. But, like, you look at a team like that, and... They, you know, they, they—that's what I'm saying. Like, you look at that team, right? They, they picked up Nick Foles, and they had Mitchell Trubisky, and they played like a quarterback. Like, that, it's like, why do that? It didn't make any sense. You have a quarterback who's what is he six four, athletic. Like, let him learn how to play football, or get somebody in there like a show him how to play football. Don't play like I'm going to put you in and take you out. like that. It's stupid. It like not stupid, but it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but I didn't if,
1: get I not get what what was, what was I trying to say about Nick Foles and, and Trubisky.
0: Like, why bring in Nick Foles when you have a quarterback who's got tools to work? As far as like, he's a good, he's not a bad. It, my thing is just like, if you're gonna bring in, if you're gonna sign Nick Foles to a contract and you have Mitchell Trubisky, why not just trade Trubisky who was a first round pick and maybe get picks. So you can build your team up and just sign a decent quarterback. Like, why sign Nick Foles? Like, it doesn't, like,
2: you, you, you,
1: you suck. The, 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 the same reason why the, the Dallas Cowboys signed Andy Dalton.
0: That's not the same reason, because they signed Andy Dalton to, like, the league minimum. And Andy Dalton is better than they Nick signed Foles. signed a
1: one-year deal. Yeah,
0: and he's better than Nick Foles, so that doesn't really mean anything to me.
1: How is he
0: better than Nick Foles? How? I don't know put yeah, them on that's the football a football field. different
1: discussion, I so we not, not going to go there. Yeah, I'm but, just saying like what, what is the difference? Like they went out and got they went out and got themselves a quarterback that is is not only a solid backup but he's a quarterback that's going to push your first round draft pick but, who's been struggling.
0: But you signed a backup quarterback almost starter money to back up and then take over the job of a first round pick. How does that make any sense when you could just Trade that first round pick, or just because
1: Mr. Trubisky is coming into his fourth year and Mr. Trubisky can leave, so you want to solidify his backup if he does leave.
0: But you clearly had no like if you they signed Nick Foles to pull him out to pull Trubisky like week three or like you clearly didn't even want to use him. So why even sign Nick Foles unless you're going to just get rid of Trubisky anyway? You get what I'm saying? Like this, like I'm pretty sure there's teams out there that are like, okay, we'll take Mr. Trubisky for a pick that they could have traded this year for this draft and moved up and got a real quarterback like they wanted. You get what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. That's how I look at the draft different. Because it's like, you could have traded Trubisky, got a third or fourth yeah, round pick. Yeah, That's
1: cool. That's cool. That's cool. And then that, paired but, that oh, with something. A, we, we, we drifted away from what, what the original question was. Yeah. What, what I'm What I'm trying to figure out is, in what situation do you think that a team is supposed to draft the quarterback? Like, what needs to be, the situation, what is the what is the team going through? What is, like, what are they lacking? What is, like, what needs, what shows you as, in your mind, as far as what you think a team needs? Like, what do you have to be going through in like order to a, draft
0: the quarterback? For a team to draft the quarterback, either they have to be right on the precipice of moving forward as far as, like, you have a lot of the pieces you need to potentially move forward for, like, some kind of Super Bowl. Or your team is just completely inept of talent and you just need somewhere to start. That's why when you said that, the first team I thought about was... team. you
1: think that a team that's pushing for a Super Bowl...
0: Yeah, like, I feel like a team that has the pieces to maybe, like, move forward towards a Super Bowl, they should get a quarterback?
1: You think they should bring in a rookie quarterback?
0: Yeah, like a team that's, like, right... Yeah, because... You, you you twisted it. You're, you're twisting what I'm trying to, like, the point that I I'm trying to say make. Nothing. <laughs> because, I don't Because, no, I heard you say, oh, all right, <laughs> no, nah, but, like, I, I'll, I'll get to why I think that. But then it's, like, you got either that or the team just has uh-uh. to be completely, like, ravaged. And it's, like, all right, so we need something to, like, bring some light to this team. We'll get a quarterback. But I feel like those teams that are, like.
1: But you can't. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't keep going. Because, hold on, you can't say that to me if the Jets were, know, like, like, like what were the Jets? They fired their head coach. They, would... they have the second pick in the NFL draft. Like, they traded their supposed quote unquote starting quarterback. Like, what, is, what are the Jets? Or they would think, even if we, we'll, we'll speak before they even traded Donald, they're thinking about. Why are we talking
0: about there? the Jets again?
1: We're talking about any team. We can yeah. talk about the 49ers. What I'm saying is, is what is your reasoning, though? Because you said if a team is ravished, the Jets are ravished.
0: I but fired that's the thing. coach
1: and all of that. I, so, I don't, still don't think they should get a quarterback?
0: That's what I mean. It's like, I look at that team and I don't think they're ravaged. I just don't think they have leadership.
1: You don't think that the Jets are ravaged?
0: No. Offensively? How are they ravaged? Did they get a running back to put with Frank Gore, you told me. Like, I just realized they, they signed, uh what's his name? um Corey, Corey, Corey,
2: Davis. Corey
0: Davis. They got Jamison Crowder back at uh, slot. They got that kid, uh the... The Denzel Mims Like they have A decent wide receiver core They just So a... who's ravished
1: In the NFL then That's bro. why I said
0: The Broncos They're terrible um,
1: The Broncos Are ravished
0: They have Melvin Gordon <laughs> Outside of that I can't name anyone else On that team Melvin Gordon And they got um, My dude uh Holden
1: Sutton Jerry Judy Noah yeah, Fon That
0: team's not good
1: Von Miller
0: Yeah Von Miller That's what I was gonna say That team's not good though um, Oh
1: but you said the Jets but, aren't ravished.
0: No, but what I'm saying is that who's their quarterback right now? Drew Locke. Yeah, they—they they you're telling me they couldn't use a quarterback.
1: They just drafted him, though. He's—I mean, if you're going to say he's trash, you're—you're not—you're not—you're not supporting what you're saying because he's—he's he's in his. This is his third year. Yeah, He hasn't had nobody to be under and learn from and all of this. The same thing that you're saying about San Dardo. But now you're saying that they should draft a quarterback.
0: Yeah, but if you watch Drew Locke play and you watch Justin Herbert play, who are you going to take?
1: Why are we talking about Justin Herbert? Because we're talking about, we're talking about Justin
0: Herbert because of when he was we're drafted. We're
1: talking about the Jets now, listen the to what
0: I'm saying. We're talking about Justin Herbert because of when he was drafted. I don't think Justin Herbert was Justin Herbert a lottery pick.
1: No, he was drafted in like the fourth round or something.
0: Oh, okay, that's my point. So, that's what I mean. Like, Dr- so Justin- was Drew Locke. Okay, okay, but what I'm saying is you look at Drew Locke and you look Sam at Justin Donner Herbert. Sam was
1: drafted in the first round.
0: You're, you're, you're deflecting from what I'm trying to say. Like, if you look at the both of them play right now, who would you rather have?
1: If I looked at the both of who play, bro?
0: Justin Herbert and Drew Locke.
1: Justin
0: Herbert. Okay, so you said why would I say the Broncos because Justin Herbert's a fourth round pick and he plays better than their fourth round pick, but you get, like, I, I, I don't it's hard for me to explain what I like, the way I see this in my mind. It's just like you ask me what team, and I look at the Broncos, they need a quarterback like, I watch Drew, I, 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 don't, I don't, again, I don't watch Broncos games because they don't really come on TV, but I've seen highlights and stuff like that, like I've watched some San Diego Chargers games, and it looks like he's got that team. Like he's got he's got command of that team. I'm not saying oh. Drew Locke doesn't. Justin Herbert. I'm not saying Drew Lock doesn't.
1: But why are we why are you talking about Justin Herbert, bro? We talk we 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 talking about teams that we feel is ravaged, but which you, is why I mentioned the Jets, and you said the Broncos.
0: But you just said who needs a quarterback, and I mentioned the Broncos. Yes.
1: Yeah. So you think that the Broncos need a quarterback, even though they're. Their quarterback that they have there is in his third season.
2: Yeah. But I feel
1: he like... He hasn't done anything less or anything more than Sam Donald, who you just said for the Jets... Except... The don't Bro- need a quarterback.
0: Because the Broncos don't have a Super Bowl-winning quarterback behind him who is still capable. If the Broncos had, I don't know, if the Broncos had, let's just say for some by some crazy way... I don't know. Let's say Ben Roethlisberger was on that team right now. He's won two Super Bowls. He's been in those positions before, and he was on that team. I would be like, okay, you know what? Why not start Ben Roethlisberger and let Drew Locke learn from him? I would say I would make the same argument, but they don't have that on that team. That's why I made the so argument. Because against. Drew
1: Locke doesn't have a Super Bowl quarterback behind him, you're saying that he deserves to get his spot ran. by you know, the Broncos should draft a a, a rookie quarterback to compete with the, with, the, with the quarterback you just drafted three years ago?
0: You said which team?
1: <laughs> okay, so we go, I'll go with the Broncos. So okay. the Broncos should draft Trevor Lawrence, you would
0: think? The Broncos? Yeah, if they got Trevor Lawrence, that would be a good pickup.
1: Okay. And then outside of, I'm assuming not, outside of the Broncos. What, what, but opponent. what pick
0: are the Broncos? I don't even know. I don't know the draft order.
1: I want to say they're like probably they're probably in the teens. Yeah, I would assume.
0: Yeah, I know the Falcons are four and
1: the Bengals. The, no, the Bengals. The are... The, bang, the,
0: the Bengals and Falcons are four and five. However, that goes. But yeah. um.
1: Then I think it's the Panthers.
0: But see, again, like that's a team. Like the, the like right now, the Falcons are looking at it. They're looking at a draft to draft a tackle. If I'm the Falcons, I'm picking a quarterback.
1: You said the Falcons? No, nah, the Falcons aren't looking to draft a tackle.
0: That's, I don't know, that's what I was reading, that they were looking to the pick Bengals,
1: up... T- the Bengals are looking to draft the
0: tackle. I don't know, I read somewhere they were both looking to pick up tackles for their squads. I don't, uh-huh. know, I don't know if the Falcons still are, but if I was the Falcons, I would pick a, t- I would pick a quarterback. You got Matty Ice right there. He's going to be mm-hmm. playing for another two or three seasons. You could pick one of these really young quarterbacks who has mad potential. Have Matty Ice show them how to be a, a leader, and then when he leaves, they come in and they're the next... You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's a perfect example of who should pick a quarterback. Because they have a good team already in place. They have good tight end. They got a good wide receiver. They got a decent offensive line. They had a bad season so, last year. So, but they, so. the 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 coaching situation is weird, but it's like you have a player who he's won an MVP before. He's been to a Super Bowl. Why not have him show one of these young guys how to play football and then in 2 or 3 years they just take over the team and maybe he can go somewhere and either try to win a Super Bowl or you know what I'm saying? Like it's no that 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 makes perfect sense to me.
1: So you believe the first quarterback should go to the Atlanta Falcons?
0: I do. Because I feel like they have, they're have they the best equipped to handle a new quarterback. I don't feel like okay. the Jets, That's Bengals, cool. the, 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 the Jets, 49ers, or... I just don't feel like the Jets, 49ers, or Jaguars. Like, the Jaguars, they had to take quarterback now just because I feel like they should have went after Carson Wentz. That was the, what the premise of my article kind of was. I feel like they should have went after Carson Wentz because they have a decent team, and I feel like he would have took them to another level. They can't do that now, so they have to get a quarterback. The Jets and the 49ers, I don't think... Well, the Jets, I don't know what they have to do now. The 49ers, I don't think they need a quarterback. But the Falcons, to me, they're, they're the... Like, if I looked at the top five, they're the most ready team to take a quarterback on right now because I feel like they would develop that quarterback the best.
1: Okay. Yeah, nah, that that makes sense to me. That That I can agree with. If you think that the first quarterback... Well, I wouldn't agree with the first quarterback should go to the Falcons, but I can see the reasoning why you would say the first quarterback could go to the Falcons and why you think that is beneficial. And then I can see the same thing with with the Broncos. I can see them drafting a a quarterback just because, you know, they feel that Drew Locke is shaky, which I think – I believe the Denver Broncos have a nice pick in the draft. Who? so the Broncos have a ninth pick. Okay. So, to get a uh, from what we just talked about, the second-best quarterback would be going ninth to the Denver Broncos, which isn't, like, not believable. That's more what we're accustomed to, I think. Yeah, not, exactly. Like, growing I... up, like, I feel like it's more so stretched out. Where I could see... I mean we don't agree as far as like what teams need, but I can see like okay like I don't know what position the Jaguars would draft me personally I don't know what they would draft and yeah you, you know what I'm saying but um and even the jets especially with the with the fact that they did trade Sam Donald is what would you do now now that you did trade Sam Donald as the jets then what do you draft? Do you not draft the quarterback still? You just go with Joe Flacco and then draft a quarterback later. What, happened? what do you do if you are the Jets though? If you don't if you don't if if you did you did trade Sam Donald now, do you draft the quarterback early or would you draft another piece? If you trade and him. then just draft the quarterback later in the draft.
0: If you what was Sam Donald, I'm sorry.
1: If you traded Sam Donald, yeah, which the Jets did they don't have a. They have Joe Flacco at quarterback. Do you draft another position other than quarterback if you're the Jets?
0: Do you draft another position at quarterback if you're not the Jets? If you're the Jets, um, I'm sorry, bro. Do you
1: do you, do you draft a quarterback? Like they did trade Sam Donald, so they don't have. They have Joe Flacco at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Would you draft another position with the second pick and then draft the quarterback later in the draft? Or would you go ahead and just go ahead, go ahead and grab that quarterback now?
0: If they kept Sam Donald? Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. No, nah, bro. They got rid of Sam Darnold. Yeah. So, we're, this, yeah, this is a fact. He's gone. Yeah. So, if you're the GM of the Jets, do you draft the quarterback or do you draft another position and then draft quarterback later in the draft?
0: Yeah, I would, um, I would, I'm sorry, I'm not understanding the question. What's the question? I'm sorry, bro. I'm not understanding the
2: question.
1: So if you was the judge right now,
2: yeah. who would
1: you draft? The situation is the situation. If this that is... That's the real situation.
0: Who would I draft right now?
1: Yeah, would you draft the quarterback or would you draft another position and then draft a quarterback
0: later? Oh, well, the way it is right now, I would. With the team the way it is right now, I probably would. If I was the Jets right now, I... It depends on, like... Because it's like... If Trevor Lawrence drops... Like, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't go to the Jaguars and he's there, you can't pass him up. I'm I'm taking Trevor Lawrence if I'm the Jets. I mean, you just can't because, I mean, you you have Joe Flacco there right now. So, you... I feel like, again, I feel like he's better. He was a better leader this year and made the team look a little bit better. But if you can get... If you can get a Trevor Lawrence You take Trevor Lawrence He's probably gonna go to the Jaguars But I would take Trevor Lawrence Um If Really though like I don't know what Like what's out there As far as Because like from the Jets games that I watched, I feel like they don't have that player that pops off the screen on either side of the ball. Um, they had the safety that they had, and I can't think of his name right now. Jamal Adams, right? Jamal Adams was that his name? The safety. Say it again. Jamal Adams was their safety, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. They where does he where does he play now?
1: Seahawks.
0: Oh wow, that's that's not a surprise. <laughs> but Jamal Adams, like, if they could find a player like that to like really like rev up the intensity on that side of the ball, or find an offensive player that's like kind of game breaking, who I think Denzel Mim might kind of be. I really do. I feel like he's got that kind of ability. Um but yeah, maybe like I said, somebody that, that pops up the screen on the side of the ball. Um quarterback again, if Trevor Lawrence is not there I don't I can't really speak for these other quarterbacks. I haven't really I I can't sit here and lie, like I've seen a bunch of film on them to be able to like be like, Oh yeah, he's great, he's not. Um but yeah, I probably would I still feel like they need that player that pops off the side, that pops off the screen. Because watching them play, like I said, I feel like Sam Donald wasn't their problem. Um, yeah, I just don't feel like he's their problem. I feel like, yeah, he's not the problem. I just feel like defensively they need something that's a little bit more, yeah. They need somebody that pops off the screen defensively or offensively. And I feel like they don't have that. Um Yeah. Nah, I
1: feel you I feel you What was that question that you was gonna ask me about though? About what? Uh, Something about baseball
0: Oh yeah, um So With With the NFL, or with the uh, with Major League Baseball, they have a thing where come the fifth inning, sixth inning, they start to go to the bullpen and they shorten the game. Is what they call it. They call it shortening the game because what they do is they pretty much they ensure themselves a victory. In their mind by saying, okay, this person only allows, I don't know, point two. He has a point two ERA, basically saying that they're probably not going to let somebody, you know, score on them in this inning or this inning or whatever. So what they'll do is come, like, inning five or inning six, they'll start to bring in guys that do that, like, just one inning. Like, they basically... They're, like, a one-inning specialist, basically. So come, like, fifth inning they'll bring this person in, he'll pitch the 5th inning, then they'll bring in another person in that uh, sometimes they'll pitch two innings and then you'll bring in another person that pitches like basically the 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 game went from on average a starter pitching 7 7 to 8 innings a game to now they pitch on average like a little under 6 innings a game and it doesn't sound like a lot but to me I feel like in a way that I don't know, I feel like it dilutes the game a little bit in my opinion, just like the I feel like it makes the game a little bit less I feel like it makes the game less less intriguing in a way because it's like I don't know, there's pitches in the past that you like to watch because they could get they could pitch nine innings and close the game out, pitch eight innings, and then you bring in your closer. It doesn't happen anymore. um I mean it still it does happen, but it's just not the same as it was. Um, a lot of games, like I said, come sixth inning, come fifth inning, they bring these guys in who pitch one inning, one inning, one inning, one inning, one inning and the game's over. And I don't know. I feel like when you, there's certain pitchers back in the day, like you like to watch play baseball. Like, I mean, yeah, Roger Clemens. I mean, Andy Pettit is one of my favorite pitchers. Um, fucking, uh... Justin Verlander, Randy Johnson, like, Kurt Schilling. I talked about his, he played a game. Me and you talked about this already one time. You don't really, you're not into baseball at like that, but he pitched the game with, like, a fucking bloody sock. The point is, I don't know, yo. Like, I just feel like that, that whole part of baseball is completely, like, I don't know, I feel like it takes away from the game in a way. I I wanted to ask you like what your perspective on it would be. Well, why am I on speaker. You say
1: so, what? I'm on speaker. Yeah, until I respond. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, like I just feel like yeah, I don't know, I wanted to ask you what you thought about that.
1: <laughs> no, I think uh I think stuff like that is getting spread across the league. Uh, against, uh, across leagues in general, if you ask me. I just think the whole... I think injuries and... Um, yeah, I guess injuries per se, like organizations and, and, and these league owners and stuff like that are quote-unquote, I guess, aiming these leagues to to protect the players, you get what I'm saying? So, like, um, same thing with the pitching. It's the same thing with NBA, like, as far as, like, getting fouled like how many foul calls there are or load management or, like, these different things, like, you know, they are different excuses, I think, that they're giving the players. It's not really, like... That don't even sound right to me. A one in, a one inning specialist. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. we're paying you minute, millions of dollars, and you're telling me you're a one inning specialist. How long does an inning really last? You get what I'm saying? And then you could possibly, you could possibly lose that inning. Like you're a specialist, but you you can lose that inning. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't feel like that's. Uh, I just feel like it's corny. And I feel like it's corny from a competitive standpoint because if I'm if I am a pitcher and my like I'm being limited at any extreme like just because you're labeling this particular player to you know this name or whatever like nah I feel like that takes that takes away from my mojo and then I think it just like I say it just I think it's babying players too much I think you can. If you're trying to do it from a safety standpoint, you know, um, I'm pretty sure that there's other ways that you can initiate it or or add it to the game to where it's not so extreme. So I don't know too much about about baseball and about uh, close. I think I, I believe the the closers that I know. I think are like
0: Andy Pettit. Like no, nah, he's not a closer. He's a starter.
1: Oh, see.
2: Nah, I don't yeah.
1: Even, <laughs> yeah, I, nah, I, don't yeah. Know. I think I, you know. I know some guy. Oh no, what's that name? Uh, nah, don't tell me. What's boy name? He kind of brown skin. What? Uh, some guy for the Yankees. I know his name. Uh, Are you
0: talking about Cece Sabathia.
1: No, he's like one of the one of the. Like legends,
0: bro. You, know, you know what's crazy About baseball though Like I don't know I hate to get off topic Because I mentioned yeah. CeCe Sabathia But I feel like it's Like not even just baseball It's pitching in general I should write an article about it But I feel like It's one of the only Like positions in sports Where like Sometimes the more Out of shape you are The better you are at it Because like I used to be a big CeCe Sabathia Well not CeCe Sabathia I've never really been a Like he's a decent pitcher But I'm He's never been one of my Favorite Yankee pitchers But it's weird, like, he lost weight. Like, you would think, like, if you lose weight and, like, you know, you slim down, you get better. Like, he slimmed down and he got worse. Even, like, there's a pitcher, David Wells, he pitched for the uh, Yankees at one point. And he was sort of the same way, because I think he played for the Toronto Blue Jays at one point. But, like, I feel like when some of these pitchers, like, it's weird. Like, you slim down, but I feel like they lose torque on the ball. Or, I don't know, I just feel like it's not the same. It's so, it's so weird. Like, I feel like baseball is, like, one of those only sports where you could, like, get in shape and, like, ruin your game. I feel like that's mad weird. I always thought, I don't know. I, I, no, really, I always thought that was weird, like, because CC Sabathia, when he's, like, big, like, he's a really hard pitcher to hit. But when he loses weight, like, it's weird. It's mad weird.
1: Yeah. I'm still trying to think of what's the
0: guy's name. What You said he's brown skinny, he pitched for the Yankees? Yeah. Uh, I say is, is if it's not Cece Zabathia, uh, would it be El Duque?
1: Nah, so he must not have been a the closer then.
0: Um,
1: he was a big time pitcher for the Yankees. He was a
0: closer, or was he a starting pitcher? Did he pitch more on more than one inning?
1: I don't even know. If Mariano he... Rivera, is that his name?
0: Yeah, the closer for the Yankees. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, what about him? Yeah, like. If I'm him, and you're telling me, like, you're going to cut me out after what?
0: Oh, no, nah, he's a, he is a closer. Like, he, that's his job.
1: So, he would be a specialist for one inning?
0: Yeah, he comes in either the eighth inning nah. or the ninth inning. And nah. that's his job. But
1: that's what I'm saying. So, what
0: you're saying is that... What I'm the, saying it, is that there's... Te- the what, I'm, what I'm saying is the MLB has made a way to where it's, like, three or four people just like him that come in, and they cut, like, basically at, like... Fifth inning, sixth inning, they bring in somebody just like him, and what they do is pitch the rest of the game out instead of letting the pitcher who's been pitching the whole game pitch the game and continue to like. It's sort of like it will be like if you boxed and somebody brought in another boxer come round seven because you're getting kind of tired. That's pretty much what it's like because that's the way I like. I look at it like with baseball. It's like it's you're it's, you're a team player, but at the end of the day, like you are the person controlling the game essentially. Like you're you're basically the team's defense, so it's like. If so, that's you get what I'm saying. So So it's like it's pretty much like you don't give that person the opportunity to finish the game.
1: So that's what I'm saying. Is it for is it for safety precautions or no? I mean,
0: it's it's for the it's basically just surely for the fact of winning. Like the no, it's it's a it's a analytics thing. Like analytics, like quote unquote analytics, show that if this pitcher pitches, then there's a smaller a lower percentage of the batter getting runs on this pitcher because this pitcher is so good at pitching one inning versus this pitcher who's been pitching now six innings and he might be a little bit tired. So metrics show that he might give up a little bit more hits and might allow more runs. So instead of letting this pitcher finish the game, we're going to bring in this guy because there's a lower percentage chance of the runs being scored on him. Whereas back in the day, like, if you have a pitcher like Andy Pettit or David Messina, or not David, Mike Messina, or like... um I don't know, I can go Pedro Martinez, whoever. Like, you have these pitchers that, like, they come in and they pitch a full-game shutout. Like, that's something, like, that's a badge of honor. Like, yo, I just, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, I came through, I shut the game, I, I pitched all nine innings, gave up two, three runs. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's, it's like a, it's like, I don't know, it's like a flex for a pitcher. Like, and it's like you take that away when you start taking people out of the game in the fifth and sixth innings. I don't know, I just don't agree with it. Yeah, that's... You can can expect
1: down the line for there to be six different pitches where there's only three innings of a pitcher really pitching and then the subs might start coming in. Because if it's starting now and there's already, you're saying he's coming out in the sixth inning? Yeah.
2: There's nine
1: innings, so that means there's three right now. So you can imagine
0: it. When I wrote the article, it said the average length of a pitcher – Pitching a game now is like I think it's less than six innings like 5.9 innings or some shit And I'm like Yo, what? Yeah. Like, and that's, and that's what I'm saying Like back in the day it was certain pitchers Where if they were pitching And again, I'm not gonna say it a lot Like I watch mad baseball But like I do watch baseball Until Like when it's playoffs I watch a lot of baseball If the Yankees are in it But like It's certain pitches Where you wanted to see them come out Because you knew They were probably gonna make Teams look stupid And they, Like I, I don't know I feel like that Element of the game Is kinda it's, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's something... It's something to that, I feel like, just being... Like, I'm... I'm I don't know. I feel like if I were going to be a an athlete, a professional athlete, like, I feel like a pitcher in baseball would probably be one of those, like, positions that I would want to do more than, like... Even maybe more than being in NFL. Just because... NBA or NFL. Just because, I don't know. Like, it's something about pitching. It's like, you are, like... You're basically the teams. You're a team player, but at the same time, you're also, like, a defender, too. So, like, if you... Keep a team from Doing what they want On the mound Like You base Like you can win a game One zip I don't know To me like winning Like a, a baseball game One zip And like you shut the team out Or like pitch a no hitter Like shit like that Like you, If you take that element Away from baseball Then what is it Like it's basically You at a fucking batting gauge <laughs> That's kind of the way I look at it Like really Like So I don't know That part of baseball I feel like it's something That I don't know. It's just, it's an article I wrote about and I I don't know, I kind of look at it like weird. Yeah, nah, I feel you.
1: Yeah. But nah, I think, like I say, if it's happening right now, uh, I can imagine what it's gonna look like in, in 20 years.
0: That's, yeah. that's pretty much what I was trying to say. It's like, yo, soon you're gonna have people that are like, yo, fuck it, I don't even wanna do that. Like, I'm gonna pitch five innings and this nigga's in. And the way, reason I look at it like that is because you got certain pitchers, like, that pitch for mad years and they have mad records that are probably never going to be broken now as far as pitching records go because if you continue on this you have to pitch like 30 years to get some of these guys records like strikeouts and complete game like a, a complete game is an actual like stat for a pitcher there's pitchers probably that are in the league right now that don't even have that stat like filled in like complete game is an actual stat like you get uh, like you, like I said If you complete a game And you win it You get looked at Like oh shit This nigga just pitched Nine in and won the game Like I don't Like pitchers don't even Get that anymore Because they don't Allow it Like it's not They don't allow it Certain like It's just not something That they do anymore But Yeah I don't know I feel like it's something That it should be Definitely I don't know I feel like some people should Yeah I don't know It's just weird um, yeah, I wasn't gonna say, um, so yeah, uh, I guess we could wrap it up now. Um, we'll do another show like a day or two,
1: yeah, 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 yeah,
0: okay.